Welcome back, boxing fans around the world, to another episode of Boxing News Today. Here on Talk and Fight, of course. Uh, we're going to start off with a quick little story, a little bit of an update on Connor Ben following his not actual suspension, but uh, his issues after having been found uh, tested positive, actually, for some banned uh, drugs. Anyway, let's read from what uh, boxingnews24.com. Uh, Barry Holbrook has to say about this. Connor Ben spoke up today on social media. That would be yesterday. Thanking God for science, quote unquote, and saying that, quote, evidence doesn't lie, end quote. All this without Ben, 21 and 0, still not having been cleared of his two positive tests for the banned drug, clomiphene. In response to Ben's post, Chris Eubank Jr., who's about to fight uh, Liam Smith, remarked that it was science that discovered Connor's two positive tests for drugs. Eubank Jr. says that if not for science, he would have fought the Hulk last October. What's interesting is that WBC President Mauricio Suleiman says Ben is free to fight and he's not suspended. However, with Ben, 26 years of age, having given up his boxing license in the UK, it would put him in a situation where he would need to fight outside of the country. If Ben fights in the US, let's be blunt, he won't draw flies because he's not a household name in the States. And the only way he would attract attract large crowds if he fought a popular welterweight like Errol Spence Jr., Terence Crawford, Jern Boots or Virgil Ortiz. Given that Ben is a greenhorn lacking in experience, he isn't ready for these types of fighters. Said Connor Ben, I believe. Uh, no, says uh, Spence Oliver to uh, IFT. LTV when told Eddie Hearn said that Conor Ben would definitely fight in 2023. And they're looking at opponents like Chris Eubank Jr., Manny Pacquiao, and Kel Brook. He said, this Spence Oliver said, well, if Eddie's saying that, he must know something that we don't because obviously we haven't had any update about what's going on with Conor Ben in this situation. It's also gone quiet. For Ben to be so confident that his name is going to be cleared, he must have some strong proof of contamination done with the testing done by the VADA over in the UK, said Oliver. He said before Christmas that he's proven his innocence. He's going to he's going away to have a nice Christmas, and he's going to come back and let us all know. But there's still no word from Connor. So let's see what happens. Let's see what comes out. But as it stands, he's failed two tests. I don't know the, the legal side of it. It's difficult for me to comment. As it stands, he's failed two tests. Where does he go from here? I know he relinquished his license. Let's just say he received a six-month ban, and he serves that six months through the inactivity from the last fight. What does that mean? That he served his time, but he still hasn't got his license here in the UK, does he? So where does he go? Does he go to the States or what? I really don't understand, really, because I haven't been following it too much. All I know as it stands is failed those tests. So let's see what happens. You can't talk about him fighting other fighters and talking about Manny Pacquiao, Eubank Jr. again, can you? How can you talk about that when we're in the situation that we're in? Let's get this all cleared up first and then talk about Conor Bannon and his comeback. But until then, I find it difficult to be able to talk about certain opponents. The opponents that have been named, to be fair, don't really make any sense, like Gervonta Davis. He's a few weights lower. Eubank uh, Jr. is going to be the same, uh, doing his stuff, looking for Triple G or something like that looking for some kind of title shot. 
Manny Pacquiao is my age and is doing exhibitions now. I don't know why that name has been thrown about. I don't understand about these names coming back. Let's clear his name first and take it from there, said Oliver. Let's move along uh, to our friends over at ESPN with respect to a name uh, familiar to UFC fans, uh, Francis Naganu. Uh, and, and, you know, he's he's left uh, UFC. He's no longer a heavyweight in that division or that, uh, whatever you call it, sport. And anyway, the, the headline reads, Fury, Wilder, Fedor, <laughs> looking ahead to Francis Naguno's uh, free agency is the headline. After more than an unsuccessful ne- a year of negotiation, uh, sorry, after more than a year of unsuccessful negotiations with fight promotion, uh, Francis is officially no longer the UFC heavyweight champion. He's uh, 17-3 and he's fought out of his uh, UFC contract in January 2022, defeating a serial game by unanimous decision. What he said was the final fight of his deal. Uh, Francis injured a knee before that fight and underweight knee surgery two months later, which was unfortunate, but did afford plenty of time for him and the UFC to come to terms. On Saturday, however, UFC announced it was moving on from Francis with a heavyweight title fight between former light heavyweight champ uh, John Jones and game at the uh, UFC 2085 on March 4th in Las Vegas. UFC president Dana White said he offered to make Nagano the highest paid heavyweight in the history of the company, but it wasn't enough to keep him. So Francis told ESPN on Sunday as and does not intend to comment on the matter, but not this time. There'll be a lot to discuss around the situation if and when Nagano shares his side with the, the failed negotiations. But for now, Let's look at the possibilities for his fighting future, says ESPN. Um, ever since Nagano shared the ring with Tyson Fury following F- F- Fury's win over Dillian White in April, it appears to be a, a fait accompli that we'll one day see Francis lace up the boxing gloves. One reason, of course, is that boxing offers fighters far more money than MMA. But there's another reason, dearer to Nagano's heart, a childhood dream. Growing up in Nigeria, watching Mike Tyson... Francis said he long envisioned the day he too would win the heavyweight championship in boxing. So that might, might appear to be a pipe dream for the 36-year-old who has never boxed professionally. But if he really wants uh, to pursue that path, he'll have pre- plenty of options. After all, he's one of the biggest combat sports stars and is free to do as he pleases. In the past, he has stated that his next MMA contract must allow him the flexibility to box. That option, boxing, is always in the back of my pocket he said it's something i must do before the end of my career so there you go another little wrinkle in the heavyweight scene now speaking of the heavyweight uh, scene let's move along to johnny rice who uh uh had a, a seventh round stoppage uh, victory over guido vianello this past uh, week and uh, he says it could lead to an offer for him to fight jared big baby anderson next now as you all know, Big Baby Anderson is one of our favorites here on Talk and Fight, and uh, we would love to see him fight, but not someone like Johnny Rice. But anyway, let's see what this author has to say. This was uh, out of BoxingScene.com. Las Vegas says Rice has sparred with the undefeated Anderson enough to know that fighting him would be much more difficult than boxing Italy's Vianalo. The 23-year-old Anderson, who's 13-0, and by the way, 13 knockouts, out of Toledo, Ohio, has established himself as one of the biggest punters in the heavyweight division during his three-year professional career and is widely viewed as one of boxing's rising stars. Yes, we at Talking Fight agree. 
Matchmakers for top rank, Anderson's promoter, haven't solidified Anderson's opponent for his next fight, which will take place on April 8th. ESPN will televise Anderson's next bout as part of its broadcast that will feature Shakur Stevenson's debut in the lightweight division, which could come against unbeaten Japanese contender Suchiro Yashino. I can't stop the way things go, Rice told Boxing Scene, in reference to being offered a fight with Anderson. You know what I mean? I've mentioned Jared countless times. He's outstanding. He does fight incredibly well. And if they had put me in there against him, then I would definitely go to another level of training. That's just a fact because he's that good. And I definitely got better working with him immediately, just like I got better working with Michael Hunter or F.A. Ajaba. It's similar to that. I wouldn't do anything on short notice, not even close with him. Rice, by the way, has uh, got a 16-6-1 record with 11 knockouts. And he beat uh, Michael Coffey in his last in his two prior appearances and took his fight versus Vianello on less than one month's notice. As we all know, Vianello is the Italian 2016 Olympian and was initially scheduled to fight Stephen Shaw, but he was elevated into the main event against Ajaba on Saturday night because Ajaba's original opponent, Oscar Rivas, had to withdraw due to a detached retina. So we'll see what happens. Things are starting to move and shake. Uh, on the American side uh, of uh, the heavyweight division, for sure. Um, hmm, interesting. Another article here on Boxing Scene. Due to circumstances out of the control of BLK Prime, Ivan Redkach, 23-6-1, who was intended to fight Adrian Broner, 34-4-1, in a 10-round welterweight main event on February 25th, will now be replaced by Hammer and Hank Lundy. Broner versus Lundy taking place at the Gateway Center in Atlanta, Georgia, will be broadcast live on BLK Prime. Uh, more details, including ticket sales and undercard ballots, will be announced at a later date. But the Broner versus Lundy promises to be a thrilling and action-packed matchup between two battle-tested warriors who are promising to go to war. The combination of Broner's speed and power uh, with Lundy's grit and determination is sure to make for an unforgettable night of boxing. Let's leave it at that. Let's move along to uh, another story out of ESPN. Uh, Mike Rothstein, women's boxing made considerable strides in 2022. We all know that. Fighters who had spent years, in some cases over a decade, fighting for relevancy and a chance to push their names and the sport into the spotlight have finally accomplished it. There were exciting fights and moments, some that fans are still talking about months after the fights occurred. And this is something for the sport to build on in 2023, which can happen with the current group of well-known names like Clarissa Shields, Katie Taylor, and Amanda Serrano continuing to fight. But in order for there to be real growth, sustainability, and stability in the sport, there needs to be depth. There needs to be more than just the biggest names at the top of the boxing world to connect with fans. You know the Serranos, Taylors, Shields, Alicia Baumgartners, the Michaela Mayers, Sinisha Estradas. The list is more about who you might be talking about at the end of 2023 that you weren't quite as familiar with at this point in the year. The caveat with this list is this. If a, fight, if a fighter is in the current ESPN pound-for-pound top 10, they were not considered for this list. So these six names above, along with Chantal Cameron, Jessica McCaskill, Franchon Cruz-Desern and Nachas Jonas were not eligible. On the whole, 
These aren't fighters who are prospects. They're the ones, in many cases, who already have world titles, but by the end of this year could come end up, could end up pushing for a spot on the pound-for-pound pound best list or could become bigger stars for the sport, similar to Baumgartner and Jonas in 2022. This is not a ranking, says the writer. The fighters are listed in alphabetical order. He starts off with Ramal Ali, fighting in the junior featherweight division with a record of 7-0 with two knockouts. Uh, Ebony Bridges, IBF bantamweight champion with a record of 9-1 and, and four knockouts. Kim Clavel, who recently, unfortunately, lost a fight uh, in the junior flyweight, uh, but she was, prior to that, the junior flyweight champion with a record of 16-0. She's now 16-1. Uh, Beatriz Ferreira, fighting in the junior lightweight uh, uh, with a record of 2-0 with one knockout. Gabriela Fundura in the flyweight division, 9-0, four knockouts. Ellis, Ellie Scottney, who we've mentioned quite often here on Talk and Fight, in the junior featherweight uh, division with a 6-0 record. Uh, Yocasta Valley, yep, Yoka. WBO IBF junior flyweight champion with a 27-2 record of great veteran with nine knockouts. So that uh, rounds out that particular's um, list of, uh, shall we say, what do you say, not contenders? Young women who, who might make that uh, top 10 pound-for-pound pound list at the end of 2023. And so with those names, I think we're all looking for a great year in women's boxing effort to continue its growth and success and uh, continue to dominate on a headline basis at big venues like Madison Square Garden and Wembley, uh, not to mention a few others, Las Vegas, Manchester, uh, possibly even Toronto. Let's have a look and see what happens. Thank you for joining me here on Talk and Fight. Appreciate it. Remember to like, share, subscribe, hit that notification bell, and we'll see you later on at 4 p.m. with Cedric Ben and Mike Gore for Knuckle Up. Thank you very much.